So Zach here, and I do have to say that the second half of this episode is uh, pretty not safe for work. Hi, and welcome to Fan Slash Fiction with Andrew Slash Zach. I'm Andrew Gum. I'm Zach Dunsing. And today I present a cute little surprise for Zach. And I accidentally traumatize Andrew. <laughs> How you doing? Hey, buddy. Uh, happy spring forward. Yeah, it's uh, earlier in my brain, I think. Yeah, it's finally nice here. It's been raining for three months. Yeah, it's been raining for three months here, too, which is, like, great for Southern California. But right. we've been complaining about a drought for, like, a decade, and now everyone's complaining about not a drought. So I think it's just really revealing human nature. Feast or famine, man. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. And speaking of, like, biblical plagues, like famine, mm-hmm. uh, how's uh, uh, how's life in Nashville in general? <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, I haven't left my apartment in three months, so uh, I'm finally, like, cool. ready to get out there, hit the town on my scooter. Great, man. Uh, and it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day for scooting. Yeah. I might do that a little bit later. Um, yeah. Oh, finish, finish the mural, which I know I keep bringing hey. up, but it's done. Cool. So that Great, was, man. we had a thing for that last weekend. So that was cool. You should send me a picture or post a picture for all of our fans, Greg, Brian, uh, you mean for Greg and Brian? And Lance. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all the people uh, I know who might hear this. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I'll probably, I mean, I, well, now I have three Instagram accounts, which is insane. Probably not for people who really do it, but for me, it's crazy. Because I have one for myself that's private, one for fan fiction, and one for uh, art now. That's crazy. I don't have one. I literally I only go on my Instagram to repost things that you send sometimes. <laughs> well, if you want to see what the work looks like, you can you can go to my Zach Dunsing Art at fan at uh, Zach Dunsing Art at fanfiction.show. No. <laughs> Zach Dunsing Art at <laughs> oh, Insta whatever. Yeah. Well, you literally haven't told me where to go. So at, I'm just gonna type in Zach Dunsing Art. So. At Zach Dunsing Art. Is the Instagram. Got it. Account. Yeah. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so yeah. uh, we got kind of a, I, guess I would say like a, a grab bag of an episode today. We we both kind of came up with some things we want to do, but we're not, um, they're going to be a surprise. So. Yeah, which is my favorite part about it is that we've both prepared a surprise for the other person mm-hmm. and I love surprises. True that. Um, then you're going to love yeah, mine. Uh, so okay. it, it's, well, it's a true gift. Well, I'll go gift. first. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go first because you're going to hate mine. <laughs> okay. So this is exciting for me. Um, you know how you're always talking about how obsessed with Harry Potter you are and how much you love it and how we talk about it too little on this show? Yeah. I, I, that sounds, yeah. uh, like great. something I've never said. Well, um, I just thought it might be fun for you to go through a Harry Potter sorting ceremony 
so we can uh, connect with that bit of online fan culture. There's a website called Jesus Pottermore yeah. that I've already made you an account in uh, the fan fiction show <laughs> website, so you're welcome. Uh, and uh, I've got it all pulled up here, and I'll even fill it out for you. I'll read you the questions, and you can answer them, and we can figure out what Hogwarts house you're in. Andrew, I'm going to be Slytherin. I mean, you might think that, but I think you've got a heart of gold under all that reptilian skin. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, shall we begin the experience? Yeah, let's begin this experience. Great. So, first question. Forest or river? What the hell kind of question is that? It's... Just two words. You get to choose one or the other. There's also a picture of an eagle with a moon behind it, maybe in a forest with a river, but it's kind of cryptic. Uh, I have to choose forest or river. Yes. Um, Forest. Okay. Which of the following do you find most difficult to deal with? Hunger? This. Cold? (laughs) loneliness boredom or being ignored Mm. hunger cold loneliness or boredom or being ignored or being ignored yeah um hunger okay those other things don't really bother me that much that's great. You just live in a constant state of being ignored. <laughs> I live in a constant isolation, I think. Is the yeah, that's true. I mean, you, word you you're did looking for. self-impose this, this isolation, so maybe you're sure. into it. Mm. Uh, you enter an enchanted garden. What would you be most curious to examine first? One, the silver-leafed tree bearing golden apples. The fat red toadstools that appear to be that appear to be talking to each other. The bubbling pool in the depths of which something luminous is swirling. Or the statue of an old wizard with a strangely twinkling eye. Once more, silver statue. leaf tree with golden apples. Statue, statue. Yeah. Statue? Great. I was gonna go with silver leafed apples, but or yeah, but uh I think I'm more into wizard statue. Gotcha. It feels kind of like a, like a Narnia thing, the golden apple, yeah. etc. Which is just a Bible thing. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things in old mythologies about trees and fruit and climbing up trees and the connection between the underworld and mm-hmm. heaven. It's really interesting. We're into trees as a people, it turns out. If you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would you choose to take with you? A tabby cat, Siamese cat, ginger cat, black cat, <laughs> white cat. <What? laughs> so many cat <laughs> options. Uh, Tawny I... owl. Okay. <laughs> Screech owl. Yeah. Brown owl. Snowy owl. Uh huh. Barn owl. Common toad. No, well, Natterjack no. toad. Dragon toad. Harlequin toad. Three toed tree toad. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's called a three toed tree toad. <laughs> Say that three toed times fast. 
<laughs> okay, so out of that huge array of very similar so options, I have cats, what do you choose? Cats, toads, or owls. Which do you think is the least maintenance? The least what? Maintenance. Mm, probably one of the toads. Uh, you just like put it in a terrarium, like with a heat lamp spell, and you're probably fine. Give me the toads again. Okay, you got three toad, tree toad, uh-huh. harlequin toad, dragon toad, or natterjack toad, or common toad. Dragon toad. All right, dragon toad. Which nightmare would frighten you most? This Ooh. is a good one. Standing on top of something very high and realizing suddenly that there are no hands or footholds nor any barrier to stop you falling. Mm, I don't like heights. An eye at the keyhole of the dark, windowless room in which you are locked. <laughs> well, that sounds like my existence anyway, so that one's not that scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the eye, that's me. I'm the eye at the keyhole <laughs> looking in. Uh, waking up to find that neither your friends nor your family have any idea who you are. Mm, that one's pretty rough. Yeah. Being forced to speak in such a silly voice that hardly anyone can understand you and everyone laughs at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old silly voice dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. that's crazy. Oh. Um... I mean, I I do not like heights, but I feel like I would be – if I actually had the dream, I feel like I would be significantly more affected by the silly voice one. You're going with the silly voice option? I feel like that would frustrate and annoy me a lot more. Gotcha. Like if I woke, okay. up, like if I woke up in a cold sweat in the middle of the night and that, that was the dream that I'd had, the other ones mm -hmm. I feel like – the family one would be rough, but the other ones I feel like I would kind of like get over and maybe get back to bed. The silly voice one would just like, I, I would probably lose more sleep over it. It would annoy me so much. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. You're, a, you're an interesting You're fella. also, you're talking to somebody who routinely has dreams where I am in like dropped into combat situations and I have oh. weapons that do not work <laughs> Oh, <laughs> or, no, or, or I like terrible. either, either they don't work or I don't have ammunition or like my eyes see cross-eyed and fuzzy so that I can't aim to shoot. I have the dream where I'm driving and I can't open my eyes and I can't take my foot off the gas. Ooh. So yeah. is that a dream or were you just doing the, Bird box challenge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the bird box challenge is proof that the world is actually a nightmare that we're trapped in. <laughs> yeah. Same with the Tide Pod challenge. Yeah. Uh, same with just the internet and politics. I'm more and more convinced that this literally is just a nightmare. This is a and living hell. We're yeah, and we're trying to make the most of what it's like to live inside a nightmare. It's crazy out here, which is why we do fun things like this Pottermore quiz. Exactly, just to, to get through. To distract from that. Okay, You're the eye in the so keyhole. After, yeah, after you have died, uh -huh. what would you most like people to do when they hear your name? 
Miss you, but smile. Ask for more stories about your adventures. Think with admiration of your achievements. I don't care what people think after me, I'm dead. It's what they think of me while I'm alive that counts. The achievements one. Okay. Select. What are you most looking forward to learning at Hogwarts? Apparition and disapparition, being able to materialize and dematerialize at will. What, like a creep? Trans- yeah, like a total creep. Like a all total of, creep? All magic makes you a creep. Like, if you have the ability to do any magic, the temptation to be a creep would be insurmountable. No. Uh, transfiguration, turning one object into another object, like a creep. Flying on a broomstick, like a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Hexes and jinxes, I mean. Mm. All about magical creatures and how to befriend and care for them. Pass. Secrets about the castle. Every area of magic I can. I want to say the last one, but I feel like that's a Hufflepuff thing to say. Yeah, probably. That's what I would say. (laughs) I'm totally (laughs) Hufflepuff. (laughs) Um... Well, I don't want to jinx people. I don't want to turn fruit into other fruit. I don't want to. <laughs> Why not? What if you want a specific fruit? <laughs> I, I I go to the store uh, on my broomstick. Okay. Flying on a broomstick. Very cool. All right. That is what you select? No, I think it's actually the other one. I think it's the learning everything about everything. Okay, everything about everything. I almost went broomstick, but no, it's everything. Every area of magic I can, yeah. That's just, that makes so much sense. Oh, black Mm -hmm. or white? I don't want to answer that question. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Black. Gotcha. Duh. Oh, honey, you're a Ravenclaw. Uh, Congratulations on being sorted into Ravenclaw. That's actually very accurate from what I know of you. Uh, your Let's... love of esoteric knowledge is one of your most salient features in our relationship. So, Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Ravenclaw, for I... those of you who don't know about Ravenclaw, uh, you're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and Ravenclaw is where all the real dorks go. The people that love learning and do well in school and like are always working on a project and not fighting Lord Voldemort, they go to Ravenclaw. I uh, definitely is for the sweetie pies. Identify oh, go ahead. with the Raven claws more. Yeah, that's true. Slytherin. I mean, you have to just be a real dick to get Slytherin or rich. This, yeah, and just or just be very very convinced that you're awesome, even based on no real information. Okay, sure. so you're Ravenclaw. Now your profile is made. Congratulations. Uh, there is one more thing. Uh-huh. This is uh, this is another thing that is very uh, interesting that I found when I was trying to find a good quiz for you. This is one that takes a psychological inventory and sorts you into a house based on that, which is maybe even nerdier. So, do you want to do that one really quick? Uh, yeah, but it won't. It will only take a minute. Okay, we'll go. We'll go through fast. Just go through your. Uh, just go with your gut. Yeah, let's go. Quickly here. Okay. Okay. Come on now. All right. 
so one is strongly disagree. Seven is strongly agree. Just you can give me a number or just say okay. agree or disagree, and I will choose it. Okay. So, uh, we're, we're only doing ones or sevens I, here. Okay. Ones or sevens? Yeah. Nice. I often check my work over repeatedly to find any mistakes. Agree. I am often, if I am worried or anxious about something, I will face or do it anyway. Agree. I tend to manipulate others to get my way. They mean other people besides you, right? Uh, I assume that the people that you consider people, so probably not me. Disagree. Disagree. Okay. I wouldn't want people to treat me as though, I wouldn't want people to treat me as though I were superior to them. Disagree. Okay. I see myself as sympathetic, warm. Agree. That's how I see myself. I don't think other people see me that way, but agree. Hmm. I see you that way. That's nice. I love you. I have used flattery to get my way. I've used flattery. I don't think I've ever gotten anything out of it. <laughs> so disagree or agree? I guess agree. I mean, I've used the tactic. Okay. I often push myself very hard when trying to achieve a goal. Agree. Okay. I have used deceit or lied to get my way. Disagree. Even if I feel terrified, I will stay in the situation until I have done what I need to do. What's the, uh, I'll do a four. <laughs> four? Okay. What's the, wait, is which, one's, which one's disagree, which one's agree? One is disagree, seven is agree. Okay, so do, uh, uh, yeah, five. Four? Five, gotcha. If there is an important reason to face something that scares me, I will face it. Agree. I see myself as dependable, self-disciplined. Agree. When working, I often set ambitious goals for myself. Agree. I only do the minimum amount of work needed to get by. Uh, disagree. I am an ordinary person who is no better than others. Agree. I tend to face my fears. Agree. I will do things even though they seem to be dangerous. Uh, what kind? Uh, disagree. I don't really take risks in that regard. Sure. I see myself as critical, quarrelsome. Agree. I see myself as a disorganized, careless. Uh, disagree. Even Dis disorganized, if something scares maybe. Well, I I don't think of you as those ways, but this is what you think of yourself. Well, disorganized, maybe scares. not careless. Gotcha. Yeah, you made a puzzle box that was so complex I cannot believe it exists just. For a goof for Do, your friends. And, and that takes my, an organized mind. <laughs> well, and my buddy just brute forced it. He just went through every combination on the lock until he got him open. Boo. I know. Oh, it was very disappointing. They didn't even figure that out that you could, had to put it under a black light to get the proper code. That, Anyways. That's like a real Gordian knot scenario. It the is. Gordian knot. Thank you. Is for bringing up the Gordian knot the great, once and for all. <laughs> Yeah, that Alexander the Great was a dumb idiot. That's proof. The Gordian Knot. Yeah. If something scares me, I will not back down. 
agree-ish. Depends on how much it scares me. Okay, five. I'll give you a five. Okay. I tend to exploit others toward my own end. Uh, disagree. I think I'm entitled to more respect than the average person is. Eh, everybody's entitled to respect. So disagree. So disagree? Yeah. Okay. Get results. Oh, you are big time Ravenclaw, baby. I mean, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your personality shows a high degree of work ethic and friendliness, which are valued among members of Ravenclaw House. Uh, yeah. Your second is Hufflepuff, which is me. Nice. And you got almost nothing in Slytherin, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, right. Cool. So that's what I had for you. I'm glad fun. that we're both dorks now. And uh, yeah, that was my surprise. All right. Well, um, we'll get to uh, mine in a minute, but I want to bring up something which we talked about on an earlier episode. Sweet. So as you, yeah. Um, so as you might recall in season one, episode four, we, uh, it's the Buffy episode, but we, Mm. um, uh, towards the end of the episode, we end up talking about all of the, Black Swan, Natalie Portman, like meta fanfic. Yeah. Yeah. That was very weird. And at a certain point, I surmise that Google wrote the fan fiction or that right, yeah, artificial that intelligence. Had become aware, yeah. Yeah. It become aware and was now testing out storytelling. Inserted here is a clip from that episode. There's there's a bizarreness to like the language that's being used in this thing that I I, I know we, we usually don't talk about that much but there is one point that I want to mention because yeah it'll come up later right um so she's just there's again transcript of what you would I'll just read it the teacher stops talking when she saw the one and only Toma Leroy walk into the room in parentheses. Just a little knowledge to know about Tama. Thomas's name is pronounced Tama. The S is deaf. Oh, okay. So it's just an insane person. The S is deaf. That's not. That's not in any language. That's not in any language. So I want you to hold on to that because okay. this connects later. Okay. Yes. So uh, I still believe that's what happened. But um, right. I do have a, I do have an alternate theory uh, that I wanted to test out, which is that uh, possibly the fan fiction was just written by somebody who is not a native English speaker, and they ran it through Google Translate. Yeah, that's definitely what really happened. Sure, <laughs> you don't wait. You don't think that artificial intelligence has become self-aware and is writing fan fiction on the internet because it thinks that that's the most appropriate way to mimic humanity. That's the reality I like the most. Sure. The one I find most likely is <laughs> the former. <laughs> okay. Well, so in a sense, Google did still write it, but yeah, I believe- ah, That's true. That's I, true. Yeah. So I think that was happened. So what I decided to do to just kind of test it out is I, I grabbed some famous quotes and some passages and- just ran them through Google Translate to see what we'd get. Oh, that's fun. That's a fun little thing. And some of them, they're all pretty... I'll see if you can guess what they are or not, like the original quote. This is a great game. I love games. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, So this one goes from English to Japanese to Hawaiian back to English. 
Sweet. Before dreaming in your life, heaven and earth, Horatio Armour. Oh, wait, say it one more time. Before dreaming in your life, heaven and earth, Horatio Armour. Uh, it's a Hamlet quote. He's talking to Horatio. Uh, he... There are more things in heaven and earth, Horatio. Uh, uh, I don't remember the exact quote, but then are then are dreamt one, of right? in your then are dreamt of then in are, your philosophy. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Great. Looking at the world with sand granules and in heaven in wildflowers, hold on infinity <laughs> on your palm and in one hour forever. <laughs> I know this one. Uh, that's just okay. from English uh, to Japanese. <laughs> that is a good one. And it sounds still kind of poetic. It's it like, poetic. I saw infinity in a wildflower and eternity in a grain of sand. Yep. Uh, and and eternity in an hour. It's mm-hmm. that one. Yep, it's that yeah. one. It's, it's William Blake. To see a world in a grain of sand and, a hev- and heaven in a wildflower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. Which is a pretty good description of the psychedelic experience from what I've read on the internet. Sure. So. From, the, <laughs> from the internet research you've done on the matter. Um, <laughs> so this one, I'm not going to have you guess. Uh, or, no, you, you'll, you'll, I'll just let you, I'll let it be revealed what it is. You'll know. But this is from English to Basque. Then back to English, it's like uh, Basque is an isolated language that is used in parts of Spain and France, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so, the suppose- Basque countryside. Oh, okay. Yeah. Supposedly it has like, it, it's just very, very different from English, which is why I, I used it. So, Good choice. This is a, um, this is like a monologue from a movie. It's not a quote. Mm. Good morning. Within an hour... The plane will be combined with this air cap, aircraft all over the world. And you will start the biggest fight in human history. <laughs> I already know what it is. <laughs> Go ahead. Humanity. This world has to be a new meaning for everyone today. We cannot consume more because of minor differences. We will unify common good. Maybe today is the fate of July 4th, and we will fight again <laughs> for violence, oppression, persecution, and our freedom. <laughs> we seek the right to live and live, and if we are to win that, that day, July 4th will not be known as an American holiday, but when he declared the world in Val, let's not be relaxed at night. <laughs> We will not fight, disappear. We will live. We will survive. Today we celebrate Independence Day. Today we celebrate our Independence Day. I like that one better. Do Uh, not be relaxed at night. (laughs) Do not be relaxed at night. Yeah, it's almost like a series of haiku. Oh, that was a good one. Excellent choice, by the way, in speech. Oh, that's fun. So I did... One more little experiment with it, right? Okay. Uh, So I took 
Jules's speech from Pulp Fiction. Um, oh, you shall know I am the Lord, that one? Yeah, I'll read it in a second. Um, and I ran it, I ran it, I daisy-chained it through all of the languages. So, all the languages? Yeah, so there's a hundred on Google Translate, and I went. For, I took the quote and I went from Afrikaans to Albanian to Amharic all the way down to Zulu. It's like a kind of a like playing telephone, but with languages. That's wow! I've never even heard of someone doing that. Well thought. Uh, it was a pretty slow day at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the quote, right? You read the Bible, Brit. I'm gonna try and do this without doing Sam Jackson's voice, but it's like it's so, so hard. hard. Whenever you say anything that he says, it's just you want to invoke him. He's it's got like such it a almost, powerful it, voice. It's like a disservice both ways, right? Like I'm not gonna get yeah, it right, and you're not gonna do a good uh, impression. Yeah. But also saying it without his voice feels like it's neutered. Exactly. So, anyways, you read the Bible, Brit. Well, there's this passage I got memorized. Sort of fits this occasion. Ezekiel 25:17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers, and you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my my vengeance upon thee. I mean, that was pretty good. I still think that Samuel's reading was a little bit stronger, but you know, well, this isn't a this I isn't mean, an acting class. Ultimately, so. I'm glad they went with him for that part. Yeah, you were uh, you would have been a little young when they were doing the casting. So ninety two, ninety four. Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, ten. Um, yeah. Okay, so I ran it through all the languages back to back, and here's what came out. Yes. The Bible says, yes, my friend, Lord 2517. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I even like, because like I could tell that it was just reducing more and more, right? Just -hmm. simplifying. So I tried to um, see when Brett got lost from it. As in, you read the Bible, Brett. Was it was it right away? (laughs) It was it was an Azerbaijani. Yeah, it's still way up in the A's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, hello, the Lord. Here's hello, the, number. the Lord, twenty five seventeen. <laughs> yeah. Although you know, hello, the Lord. It just 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 goes to show you. But math is the universal language. Yeah, my uh, my secret hope is that you do this Bible passage through all the different languages, and what you have created is an invocation that summons the actual Lord. So I'm really excited to see if that happens. Oh, I thought you were saying that I should do this with the entire Bible, and then get like a basically like a like a like an eight paragraph long Bible. Yeah, that is that you in can every hand language, out that is passed through corners. every yeah. language. Mm-hmm. It must be something holy yeah. about that. Nobody's nobody's done that. I guarantee you nobody's done that. So you could actually do something that nobody's ever done before. It's a weird one, but you could have one small piece of history for yourself. So um, you got the email I sent you earlier. 
and you watched the first two videos. I did. Yeah, I watched the first and then the halfway through the second one, and okay. then you called. So Okay, well, that's good. So what those videos are from is a, a project called uh, Our RoboCop Remake. Uh, are you familiar with it? Um, only from what you have told me and then from the watching of those one and a half very silly videos. Well, I think um, I think they did it with Footloose at one point too, but they got like over 50 different filmmakers. Everybody picked a scene and each did, each just remade a scene from it. And then it's all cut together in this like, you know, tapestry of styles and, and uh production value and talent and all this stuff and it's like uh it's pretty interesting some are really great some are intolerable uh it's just like i mean it's like an exquisite corpse of you know uh robocop um it is the ultimate act of collective fan fiction right there sure yeah so do you want to describe the first the first episode or the first clip i sent you yeah, so the first one is two just people in their very early 20s, a young lady and a young man in cop uniforms uh, doing the scene in RoboCop where the two cops are talking. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's very silly. He's just constantly spinning this gun in a very, very dangerous way and describing how much he loves his son and wants to do it because his son thinks it's cool. Yeah. And it's very silly. It's like full-blown farcical comedy. Yeah, I mean, bad wigs, bad set, bad everything. So uh, that's like one style that ends up in there. Do you want to describe the second clip I sent you? The second scene, Even Stranger, is like a pretty well shot. uh, Mm -hmm. Scene nine. At least up to the... Yeah, up through the first half. Uh, Well-filmed, like decently acted scene that also includes puppets. And yeah, well, and the whole set's made of cardboard. It's like a it's like a, a less less artful Michelle Gondry music video, but it's it's very well done. It's the boardroom scene where the one of the CEOs or whatever is about to introduce Ed. 209 i forget the number but the bigger robot the one that isn't robocop yeah i had i didn't see that part of it yet but oh well that's the best part of it i mean that clip's kind of long but that's the best part of it is that he opens the he swings these two huge cardboard doors open and a like fully realized articulated looks super accurate cardboard ed 209 just walks into the room, but it's like, it's a cardboard suit and it has those two huge mech legs, but then between those mech legs are um, skinny legs and black in black tights. So there's like, you know, just, a dancer in it. I just reopened it. the video. I just reopened the video and it's literally the next thing that was about. To oh, happen. Nice. I'm going to play it just for a second so I can see it. Yeah. So yeah, describe it if you can. Oh. So they bring in the thing. Yeah. They've got all the sound effects. This is incredible. It's oh, yeah. a cardboard mech suit that is, like, perfectly made. Mm-hmm. And there's just, like, a person in tights as a dancer, like, walking in with it. And it's it's very, very impressive, actually. Yeah. No, uh, totally. And silly. Like, it's an, it's an amazing mix. Like, that whole scene 
is a is an amazing mix of impressive and silly. So yeah. It's yeah, it's cool. it's super cool and super impressive. So now what I would like for you to do is that the the final clip, which you haven't watched yet, um, is probably my favorite scene from from the my favorite clip from the whole uh, RoboCop remake. Um, and I'd like for you to watch it because you've never seen it and describe it to uh, at me and our audience if you can. So okay, I got it pulled up right here. Scene 27. Yes. So it's got a DVD selection menu, and it's choosing chapter 27, Fatal Farm. Mm -hmm. They've got RoboCop in a RoboCop thing driving. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's on Nash Avenue. How does it look? He's driving. It's like very, very like RoboCop. I would say that it's like, like screen accurate. Yeah, it looks, I mean, it feels like the movie, except now there's a woman in a very bad wig mm-hmm. who's being chased by two. Poss- possibly a man like, in a wig. Maybe a man in a wig, but and now there's a man cutting her hair with with a, with a knife. They're mm-hmm. assaulting a woman. It's not good. Correct. Uh, and now RoboCop has rolled up. His shadow is on the wall. It's very like RoboCop. Oh, yeah. It looks great. Oh, wow. The gun came out of his leg. Uh-huh. The just zoom like in just the film. Mm-hmm. It looks just like It's incredibly pr- RoboCop. impressive. Yeah. He just shot a guy in the dick. Yep. Just right in the dick. Yep. Now what's happening? He shot between a lady's legs. That's weird. Now yeah, through the skirt. Other guys. Oh. Uh, what's happening? Other guys have like pulled another woman on, and he's got his dick out again, uh-huh. and he's targeting the dick. Oh God! <laughs> what's happening? What's what's happening? He just shot a guy's dick off. Like his real dick, <laughs> his chair, and now there's another person who's like trying to, and now they're shooting other dicks. This is terrible. What are you Why seeing, Andrew? Why did you show me this? He's he just keeps shooting the dicks off of people that are trying to. Oh my god! How, how many people? There's so many people coming in, all with their dicks out. It's so upsetting, and he just oh. God, What's Robocop terrible. doing? Robocop is shooting so much. He's shooting so many digs. This is the grossest shit I've ever seen. I can't unsee this, Zach. This is terrible. I want to stop. If we weren't on a podcast, I would stop. <laughs> Don't watch this. Nobody ever, ever watch this. A guy just threw up on his own exploded dick. Oh, that's right. Oh, God. It's so gross. It's so realistic and terrible. And now there's a totally naked guy who's got a very small erection and he's naked and he's saying, do it. And he just gets his dick shot a whole bunch and it's just exploding. It's really terrible and now there's just women covered in dick blood correct 
And he's getting back into the car. <laughs> oh, my God. So up until the second gang shows up, that's basically exactly how that scene goes. And it's like an infinite scene because, like, RoboCop shoots somebody in the dick. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's like that's that is what happens in the movie. And then oh. uh, basically this, like, special effects outfit – just took it to the next level, man. Like, the amount of dick squibs they went through is insane. Like, that... Ugh. Also... That's like a full-blown traumatic moment that I just went through. You're welcome. Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's my version of you making me do the Pottermore quiz. <laughs> I guess you, we both know each other pretty well and, you know, a bunch of dicks exploding is equally bad as a cute quiz online, I guess. <laughs> Certainly. <sighs> okay. <laughs> it sounds like, sounds like you're kind of wiped, buddy. But I guess in fairness... This episode has been a pretty good example of the variety of things you can come across in different fan cultures. You can uh I don't be asked about your dreams or uh-huh. just be filled with nightmares for the rest of your life. So I'll be honest, I uh was not expecting you to have such a a stark reaction to this. Oh, m- why? <laughs> it's great. Like that's crazy. They're like real dicks well, blowing up. But they're not real. They're very realistic dicks mm. blowing up. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Well. I'm glad we ended there, because I don't think I would be able to have continued (laughs) otherwise. Andrew, in all seriousness, are you going to be okay? I don't know. Are any of us? Sure. Doesn't the whole world sometimes feel like it's just RoboCop shooting every dick? (laughs) I mean, but less affirming, because at least those were rapists getting their dicks shot off. Yeah. You know? Ugh. This is something I, oh, well, this is a topic for another time, but just our relationship to violence as consumers of media is getting really weird to me. It's weird how we I, fetishize violence. Well, I watched, I rewatched Deadpool 2 yesterday, and it's like, that yeah. is an insanely, very entertaining movie, but insanely violent. Yeah. And it's just, it's so cartoonish. Like, we, it doesn't even register anymore. I was thinking about how, like, in trying to create projects, like, how would you even bother? There's no, you can't, you can't add, like, gore or an act of violence or anything like that to a film anymore and have it have tension or, like, effect on an audience because... We're just we're so saturated, so inundated. Yeah, it's like no. the Saw movies happened. So now it's just like if you want, yeah, like a. I think Guillermo 
Guillermo del Toro's pretty good, like with his sudden acts of violence. Like sure. he he uses it sparingly enough and goes to such a grotesque level that I have a similar dick explosion uh, reaction. I when think that I, I think see the, his violence. See the yeah. I think that what's interesting is that like I actually found that clip way more comical than you did, uh, but. I think that the people who do it well where it's like unsettling is the people who handle violence clumsily as it is like quick and clumsy and, 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 uh, awkward. Right. Yeah. Where it's, it's instead not of the like fetishization of cool. it. Cool. Yeah. Not, it's yeah. like yeah. some like really handsome, self-assured person killing people. <laughs> well, it's <laughs> like, know? I mean, that's like, that's like what the Coens do really well. Like the the violence in um, Burn After Reading is so shocking because it's so it's just so it's, it's so out jarring. of nowhere. Yeah, it's so out of nowhere right. and yeah. like uh, quick. Yeah, and I think yeah, like the I think of the bottle scene in Pan's Labyrinth where he yeah, like you're feeling like violence is going to come, but the way that it comes, where he like beats the guy to death with like the end of a bottle. Uh, it's like, it's so, it, you've never seen anything like it. And mm-hmm. so it like bypasses all of your, you know, internal calluses and scars that cover your sensibility. <laughs> and well, it, yeah. you feel how horrible it would be for a guy to get killed in front of his son. Whereas for some reason, if he had just shot him, we could have just like written that scene off, even though the result is the same, like the guy died in mm-hmm. front of his kid. You know, it's like as storytellers, when you live in a world where violence has been so normalized, it's like, how do you communicate the horror of violence? Like, cause even gruesomeness doesn't do it anymore. Cause it's like, yeah, we've seen so much gruesome stuff. Ridley Scott really does that well too. He really Wait, he, uh, give me an example. Um, well, even even in a bad movie like uh, say Alien Covenant, there's like that one scene where you, you like in the background you can sort of see this girl's decapitated head sort of like slowly rotating in a pool of water. Oh yeah, and there's there's like a lot of yeah. stuff in the the counselor, which is also not a great film. Um, yeah, that's just like that. Like there's a, like a spoiler alert for the counselor. They cut off Brad Pitt's head, and there's a scene yeah. where um, the paramedics are lifting up his body, and it's like you see his body on the ground, and they lift up his body, but the head doesn't go with it. And it's like mm. this like clumsy, mundane thing that's like actually really yeah. shocking. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I think that that is sort of what it takes. Is like you have to. It has to feel like Black Hawk Down. Yeah, like people aren't ready for it. Yeah. I uh yeah. Yeah. It's the over I think that's it. Like if it's really choreographed and polished, we like it it feels like a a movie, but if it's if it's yeah. Well, that's the thing about body uh, body horror and like seriously injuring yourself is that you you when you when you have a compound fracture or like you do something that can't be easily fixed that you're not going to bounce back from. Like your, your arm becomes sort of unrecognizable, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever yeah, is broken. Yeah. yeah. 
whatever's broken, like it's not, it's, it's, it, it, it seems like it no longer belongs to your body. I totally know what you mean. When I broke my hand, I was like typing afterwards mm-hmm. uh, before I had realized it. And like, I was just seeing that I had misspelled a bunch of things. And as I was typing, I realized that my like last two fingers just weren't moving and Mm. I was trying to move them and they weren't moving. And then it started like ballooning up and I was like, oh my gosh. And it it really didn't feel like it was my hand. So it's weird. Well. Anyway. (laughs) Good night, Andrew. Good night, Zach. Sleep, 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 sweet dreams. Yeah, geez. I'll have just dick dreams for the rest of my life. Thanks, Obama. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up? Not much. I am up and ready to go. I just cannot get fanfiction. I've tried every permutation of that password I can think of, but I, I did just, not go. Uh, I just, well, that's weird because I got, I just, it just sent me a verification thing to fanfiction. Then huh. I just With verified Cap- it from Potter. Captain Boston. America at 2011. Uh, here's the deal. I keep all my passwords written down in, in my phone. This one happens to be my old phone, uh-huh. but I don't actually write them down. I just write the first letter, do the rest with stars and do the first gotcha. part of it. So I know like, yeah. I know it's a movie that starts with a C that came out in a 2000 year. <laughs> uh, that's a fun puzzle for yourself. I know. And I haven't. And, that's, and it, it was something totally different because all the fan fiction ones were of the same line, but then that particular account uh, hacked. Oh. Let's see. It's, cap, it's a capital C. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve letters after C. At twelve letters. Hold on a second. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So it's not Captain America, I guess. What the fuck? Well, I guess it's 12 total? No, it's C? 13. No, it is 13 total. It's 12 after C. Okay. So it's 13 total. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 13. Yeah. So not Captain America. It's a superhero movie for sure? No. (laughs) (laughs) Movies that start. Wait, wait, I'm going through. recording this. I I am recording this. Oh, man, I need to be recording too. That's crazy. I mean, no, I mean, I'm not recording. I'm I'm just recording the phone call. Oh, okay. That's good. We could could. have it. Hold on. Movies that start with C. Okay. Cabin in the Woods. No. It wouldn't be that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cowboy Bebop's only 11. This is a fun challenge. <laughs> Caligula. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's that cool. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. It's almost certainly science fiction. I can tell you that much. Okay. Okay. 
sci-fi movies to start with C. Thirteen total crimes and misdemeanors. No. Hold on, let me just count these letters. Oh, again. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's right. Children of men. Children of men. What year? That's exactly what it is. I'm two thousand eight. No, 2007, I, 2008. Just look it up. I don't know. If I know you at all, it is Children of Men. Yeah, of course it's Children of Men. Okay. Children well, now I'm going to have, if we use this recording, I'm going to have to change the password again. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, though. It is. Oh, that's amazing. 2006. Okay, let's see. Oh, God, this has been a very exciting process. <laughs> yeah, okay. this, might, this would be a great um, stinger. Where am I? Okay, here we go. Capital C. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Wow. We should, you should be a detective. I should just... Enjoy. You could only, a detective. I could only. Uh, be, I would only be able to solve crimes that I had committed and then forgotten about. I would yeah, just be mementoing it. Yeah, that's a great premise. That's a great sci-fi premise. <laughs> Zach here, and thanks for listening. Uh, For more episodes, you can go to fanfiction.show or wherever you get your podcasts. To contact us, you can email us at zandrew at fanfiction.show. That's Andrew with a Z. Our Twitter and Instagram are at fanfictionshow. 